Wohl sounds gun. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! no kills bond but to become a double o it takes two how did you die your contact not well you needn't worry the second is yes considerably the man was le chiffre private banker to the world's terrorists which would explain how he could set up a high-stakes poker game at Casino Royale in Montenegro. If he loses this game, he'll have nowhere to run. You're the best player in the service. The Treasury has agreed to stake you in the game. But if you lose, our government will have directly financed terrorism. I will be keeping my eye on our government's money and off your perfectly formed house. You noticed. I hope our little game isn't causing you to perspire. It doesn't bother you, killing those people. Well, I wouldn't be very good at my job if it did. How's our girl melted your cold heart yet? James, get the girl out. You're not going to let me in there. You've got your armor back on. I have no armor left. <laughs> You've stripped it from me. Whatever is left of me. Whatever I am. I'm yours. The only question remains. Will you yield? In time? You know, we've never covered a Bond movie on Stinking Paws. None at all? In nine years. What? <laughs> How? I, I know you've done... I think you've done Goldfinger and a few others for... We've done, Yeah, we've done them in order for Real Britannia. Never covered... Never one. covered a Bond movie. I think it was because back in the day, I think we said if we were going to do it, we wanted to do them chronologically like we do them in yeah. Real Britannia. And we never got round to it. Uh, I don't think Charlie is a particular big Bond He is. Fan. He is? Charlie likes the Bond movies, and his Bond... This is a shame he's not here, because Charlie's Bond is Brosnan. Piers. P- Piercy Parsnip, as we used yeah. to call him in the video shop, yeah. And 
he, he, you know, he, he's watched them all. And, and Charlie was going to be here and he'd never seen the Daniel Craigs. None of them? No, this is why I wanted Charlie to be here. Wow. Um, I'm surprised by that. Well, that, that. When we chose it, or I selected it whatever last time, and Charlie went, oh, that'd be good because I haven't seen any of the Daniel Craig ones. Now, that wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't a Bond fan because I, I didn't sort of see that as his class of film. Yeah. If he was a Bond fan up to that point... Surely he'd have carried on watching yeah. them. But then again, I was thinking about this when I watched them last night. I remember when the announcement came that Brosnan, you know, that was his last movie and then, you know, there was the hunt for the new Bond and all this. I was quite indifferent about it. I wasn't really that bothered. Mm. Mainly because <laughs> Die Another Day was so shit. It wasn't the best, was it? No, and it's not a good one for somebody to go out on sort of thing. And I just thought, okay, well, just see what happens. And I don't think I actually went to see Casino Royale at the cinema. I I don't remember seeing it at the cinema either. Mm. I remember getting the double DVD a few years later yeah. of Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. Wow, together. they did it as a double pack, did they? They did, right. yeah. By the time I'd got that, I'd already seen Casino Royale. Yeah. But not Quantum of Solace because I don't think that was that big a hit in comparison. Well, this is the thing. When I chose Casino Royale in the last episode, I sort of made the decision, look, let's guys, let's just try them both together because they, they do obviously link. Absolutely. And Quantum of Solace has got this really bad reputation over the years as being the worst of the Daniel Craigs. Straight off the bat, did that work for you? Watching them again in sort of like close proximity, you watched them both in the same night? I watched them back to back, no gap whatsoever. So you watched like a... Four hours. Four hour Bond movie. Yeah. Which is nearly as long as the the last one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Go on. Seamless. Um... The, the, the Did link work? in between them was perfect, but going back, I watched Casino Royale like when that first came out on DVD. Yeah, when you so still had to go to the shop to rent them. A two year gap between that and Casino Royale, and, sort of And thing, then yeah. when I saw Quantum of Solace, I had forgotten everything about Casino Royale. Exactly, that's why Quantum of Solace doesn't work. It was work. a shit film. Yeah, that's why like, it doesn't where's work. Where's this going? It's just started in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and it's true, isn't it? And, and now. Are you going to go back and watch the next? Yeah, three because it it all it is a yeah. running story arc, isn't it? I don't. I mean, Skyfall. I love. I've seen that a few times. Yeah, I really love that film. I've never been a big fan of Spectre. Is I, that the one with Dave Bautista? Yeah, I it, I don't. It's just something about it. That's all the sort of. Is that the one with the Mexican Day of the Dead and all that? Yeah, see, I, think, yeah. I like some great set pieces. In yeah, I, I just never really warmed to the film. Mm. And obviously me and you went to IMAX to see uh, No Time to Die, yes. which absolutely superb film. Um, so I think I need to carry on soon and watch the next three yeah. um, in quick succession to sort of get the... The lifespan of this particular bond. It's, it's great the fact that it is a contained story. I mean, you can go from the beginning of Casino Royal to the end of No Time to Die, and there is a link. You know, all this to do with Vesper and all that. Like, yeah. runs throughout, 
um, a Mr. Green to a certain extent as well comes back, yeah, doesn't he? Because, and, um, I was only reading today that the reason, the, well, Mr. Green and this organisation yeah. he was part of that no one knew anything about was Spectre. Yeah. But they weren't allowed to mention it. It wasn't the original intention. It was Quantum was the, yeah. the organisation. They weren't allowed to yeah. mention it for copyright purposes. Assuming that's what it was, yeah. And then they made a big thing about it when they could. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that makes so much more sense in hindsight when yeah. you're going back that this will link in to this organisation as the films go on. Yeah, and they've adjusted the storyline accordingly to make it the big the big bad, you know, throughout the whole thing. I'm wondering if it's something to do with Thunderball, because Thunderball is the anomaly with yes, the copyright, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because that one. was never really a Bond film, Well, was it, was, it? it was written, you know, by somebody else who held the copyright to the rights and all this, like, which is why it was then remade as Never Say Never Again. Mm. And if, if this is what the case is, probably Spectre was the one where Spectre was introduced in Thunderball. Perhaps that's... I don't know. I don't know. I haven't looked too much into it, but yeah, they weren't allowed to actually say it was Spectre. So Quantum, I think, was the yeah was the big bad guy in the uh, in this whole Daniel Craig sequence. So let's go right back to the beginning, mate. We've introduced into we're introduced to a new Bond. Yeah, and he isn't actually a double O at the beginning. Well, he is, but the, it, yeah. because you need two kills to be a double O to get your license to kill. The, the thing that got me on watching it this week mm. was how young Daniel Craig actually looked back then. This is 2006, I think. Yeah, it's 15, it? 16 years, yeah. yeah. And I can remember at the time thinking, oh, he looked quite, not, not old, old. but You was going to say he looked quite fit then. Quite, yeah. No, quite mature. <laughs> yeah, go on. Um, but yeah, re-watching it now, you think, Christ, there's... You can definitely see the ageing from that film to the... Yeah, uh, to No, no time, time to, to die. die, yes, yeah. But then I'd, I think I read somewhere, it was the same age in No Time to Die as Roger Moore was in View to Kill, possibly. Because he's in his 50s yeah. now, isn't oh, he? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's got to be, yeah. I'm sure he is, yeah. But that whole beginning scene, the black and white and the fight in the toilet, in the bathroom, mm. shooting the guy behind the desk, he says, you know, you need... To kill twice to get the double O, and then it goes, does the flashback of the bathroom scene, and you think, okay, and remember this is in the era of the Bourne movies. Yes, they were just hitting them, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. So they've got to step this up a notch, haven't they? You know that broccoli and all that. Like, I've got to like, make this. They've got to get away from that cheesy shit that was going on with Brosnan towards the end of his tenure. Yeah, and also they were trying to get away from. Um, too much CGI. I mean, it was all CGI. That Die Another Day was awful. It was like a yeah. computer game with the. Yeah, and it, it Bond has always been like real stunts, real sort of yeah. car chases and yeah. things. And yes, you can do wonders with CGIs on like disaster movies and things like mm. that. But a movie like the Bond, yeah, is nothing that shouldn't be done actually in person. Yeah. Not in front of a green screen. There's a couple of bits. I mean, as we go into the bit with the parkour and they're chasing through the building site and up the mm. crane, there must have been some element of, you know... But when you go back in time, you look at, say, something like Octopussy, where 
Bond is fighting Jaws on a cable car in Brazil, yeah. and you know that that's a green screen or whatever. Yeah. It's but the, technology has advanced so much now. Do you actually think that's Daniel Craig up that bloody crane? Yeah. You know, that's incredible. And this whole sequence, you know, I'm glad that they had an opening sequence, because they always have a pre-credit sequence. That's traditional, yeah. isn't it? Um, and we get a sort of the gun barrel traditional bit you know where the blood runs out but that doesn't actually come into effect properly does it for about three or four movies that's the thing they never had that traditional you know where he walks past in the tuxedo with the gun barrel and the blood coming down Um, but they have a version of it here it's sort of like freeze frames in a circle doesn't it how did you feel that they've sort of kept M Judy Dench in this because there's no other no other returning characters I'm my memory's lacking. Was she introduced in Pierce Brosnan? Yeah. Time? She she replaced, obviously, Bernard, well, Bernard Lee had, had passed away and there was the minister, yeah. wasn't it, towards the end of Roger Moore. And then Judy Dench comes in with Brosnan. Yeah. So it's carrying through, like traditionally as it would with Bernard yeah. Lee and all the others. Um, but what it's done is it's gone back to the creation of Bond, hasn't it? The creation of him getting his double O licence and all mm. this lot. Yeah, so you've it got was a, almost like the rebirth, wasn't it? Because yeah. it was following the new 007 from his first actual mission Kill, yeah. as 007. But and, she's still there. Yeah. Which sort of lends weight to the theory that 007 and James Bond is a name that's passed on from yeah, agent to agent. It's, it's almost like 007... And James Bond are two different things, and sometimes they combine. Yeah, if you see what I mean. Yeah, it could because be. obviously yeah. in the last film, spoiler alert, if you've seen it, <laughs> um, there's the black woman that becomes 007. That's right. She inherits. She inherits the number. Yeah. 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 I could see they they didn't want to go back to traditional ideas and characters because we've got no money, Penny, no Q. Yeah. Yeah, actually, no, there's no real gadgets in this other no. than the car that is left for him at the hotel. Casino hotel thing yeah. with the defibrillator and all that line yeah. in it, yeah. which we'll talk about in a minute if you want. But yeah. it's like they've taken it right because, as I say, the born identity and all these things were just, you know, you had, what's his face, Matt Damon killing somebody with a rolled up magazine in the first movie. Do you remember it was yeah. <laughs> So he's, they've got you know something to, they've got to take on here. I, I think and they said when they made this, they were trying to stay as original to the first Casino Royale as possible as to the book. To the book, yeah. All of that is in the the torture, the torture sequence that we get to later is all in the book. It's mm. all there, and Vesperlind and all those characters are all all in the novel. But it's interesting that they've done it. This way, it's yeah. literally pared down to the bone, isn't it, really? And, and I think what was surprising for a lot of people, especially big Bond fans, was that it wasn't a continuation of the books as they were written or whatever, no. because it was suddenly, we're back to number two or two or three, I think Casino Royale was originally. Either way, they've, they've, they've just taken, they've yeah. gone like... 20 films in and then gone oh, then we'll go back to the start again yeah and which was weird and I think 
at the time, Tarantino wanted to direct this. He did, he did. As yeah. a black and white 50s film. Yeah, taking it back to when the books was written. Yeah. Which I think is a great way for the series to go forward. Not black and white necessarily, but, but set, set it back in the back 50s or the 60s yeah. or whatever. So uh, there's no reliance on gadgets and mobile phones. And I think they would stand the test of time more because it's that old thing of if you film it in an era that is past, it don't date. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, you know, because obviously we... We don't know who the new Bond is at this point or where they, if there will be or what they're going to yeah, do with it. I, I, I don't know who I'd pick for it currently. I, I think they'd be better off going with a relatively unknown. Yeah. But yeah. they used to do that. I mean, Sean Connery, when he was picked, was relatively unknown. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a few movies um, under his Roger belt. Roger Moore was a lot more famous, I think. He, well, mainly for The Saint, wasn't he? You know, TV yeah. stuff with him. And Timothy Dalton... Appeared in a few movies, but nothing major. Yeah. Piers Brosnan was known for... <laughs> it was Remington Steel. Remington Steel, that's But it. they wanted him cool. about the time of Dalton, didn't they, I think? And he, he couldn't... He, that's right, because he couldn't commit to it because he was doing Remington Steel. So they got mm. Timothy Dalton. He's, I'm sure that's the story there. Yeah, but it's great, isn't it? Because this movie... It's gritty. That's one way of describing this movie. Oh, God, it's, yeah. it's just a dirty, gritty movie. The fight sequences. You know, it's none of those... The thing that bugs me about any fight scene in the movie, karate chops on the back of the neck and shit like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that long gone. Those days no, are long gone, really thankfully. Because you had a lot of parkour in there. Yeah. You had a lot of martial arts in there. You could feel the pain in that parkour where they're slamming into the doors and the floors as they're jumping down. You could feel the... He's broke a bone there or bruised yeah, himself yeah. severely, you know. that. And it, it was. It wasn't he just gets up and brushes himself off. It was like, fuck me, that hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of fight sequences that don't even involve guns. Yeah. Whereas I think in previous ones, there's been a lot of gunfights. Yeah. Or, or, the, or the actual fist-to-fist sort of things are like the real set pieces like on on a train or whatever mm. we get this in the later Craig movies don't it fights on trains and stuff mm. um, but yeah as I say I think it was all down to the Bourne movies and other movies of this type where it was like you know Bond had become a bit of a cartoon almost you know and it needs to be more realistic to get the audience yeah they definitely had to step it up to retain that audience and to get in new yeah people but do you remember like the uproar at the time when Daniel Craig was announced? Because he was he was only known for you know our friends in the north and a couple of TV shows yeah, and a couple of. Bits I of didn't know him no, at all. No, um, I wasn't aware of him, and so I mean when you saw photos of him and you can think, oh yeah, maybe. But, but do you remember the outcry because he was blonde? That was so, the biggest thing they were kicking off about was can't yeah. can't have him. He's blonde. Yeah, he can't dye his hair. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, it was like, well, give him a chance for God's sake, you know, and it, it worked. Absolutely. Because people came out of this movie thinking, actually, I like the direction this has gone. Mm. It's been stripped down. We're not relying on all these people that we've seen in other movies like M, or sorry, like Q or uh, Money Penny. Um, and later in the series, when they come in, the way they introduce them is fucking brilliant. How Money Penny. 
starts off as an agent and becomes, yeah. you know, the secretary and all. It's great the way that works out. Um, and it answers a lot of questions that we sort of, like, suspected about them too. Yeah. You know, when it was yeah. Roger Moore or Have whatever. They, haven't they? Yeah, sort of, sort of thing. thing. Yeah. Did it get too complicated for you? I mean, sometimes, you know, when you watch a Bond movie, it's like, hang on, we're bouncing all over the world here and there's a plot that's going on. But you understood about how the money was you know brought in and why the yeah. casino and the that was all brought yeah, into play I, i'd forgotten i say i i've probably seen casino royale only three or four times okay this was only my second ever watch of quantum of solace oh okay so i didn't remember a lot about casino royale i had forgotten there was so much emphasis on the poker yeah um, now I'm actually a big Texas Hold'em fan mm. um, and so I quite enjoyed that bit because yeah. I think in other films he plays Baccarat doesn't he yeah which I've no, no, idea, <laughs> no idea how to play that um, but yeah I've forgotten it was quite so central uh, to the movie is to the book as well there's there's pages and pages of them just playing cards <laughs> and and there is just something special about when he beats him and um it's the deception of the, the um the, the, the bluff or the yeah, yeah, you know bluff, double bluff mm. but when when bond finally beats him on that last hand yeah and you can just see the life drain out of Mads Mikkelsen, isn't Mads it? Yeah, the Chiffre. Le Chiffre. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, knowing that he's lost like 120 million of someone else's money. <laughs> because in the middle of all of this, you know, goings on in the casino, the guy in Africa has turned up yeah. armed with a with machete. <laughs> not just any machete, that is like a beast of a machete. <laughs> well, not like that anywhere near me. That's like Crocodile Dundee size. Now that's a knife. <laughs> yeah, like also in between like all this goings on in the casino, when he gets spiked, the drink gets spiked. Oh my God, yeah. It's very... It, it's sort of unbelievable, but also believable, because you, you get that moment of realisation of what's happening. Yeah. And unfortunately, I have been spiked in the past. You have, and I remember I, it. Yeah. I, I do know this. Um, but, and, and it's the fact that he, he stumbles everywhere yep. and, and gets out to the to the car where we then find out the thing we saw earlier in the glove box <laughs> is a defibrillator, which, I mean, earlier I saw it and I was like, what the fuck is that? Because there's the, there's the gun there as well, which he takes yeah. out and sort of like checks and that. But... It, is, I'm forgetting it. Did they put the they put a tracker in his arm? Didn't they? They, they did, injected yeah. it before. Yeah, they did in this yeah. one. Yeah, and so they're monitoring all his his vitals. Yeah, basically, and they're saying, look, before you do anything else, you've got to sort of give yourself a shock, otherwise, yeah. you're not going to be alive to take the antidote. Because before that, doesn't he go to the hotel room and he pours a salt into a glass? Oh, and he tries to, to sick it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Up, yeah. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The way that that—it's the only reliance on any gadget, I think. Yeah. In this, because you mentioned there's no gadgets in this. Well, there's gadgets, as in 
at mobile phones, right, in 2006. Sony Ericsson. Sony Ericsson. I mean, <laughs> there's product placement in Bond films, and then there's Sony product placement. Well, Columbia TriStar is owned yeah. by Sony. Every laptop it was so- a bio. Sony Vio. <laughs> Every phone was a Sony. Ericsson. I had one of those Sony Ericsson's on the back of this, I think, at the time. Yeah, and it had, like, the very, very early sort of days of, like, a sat-nav on it, didn't it? Yeah, but could you have a sat-nav back then? I don't think you you, could. You could probably get a map up, but... I don't even know if that... And a, a four-megapixel camera or yeah. something, wouldn't it? Oh, that would be posh, four-megapixel. <laughs> I think they were just... I don't want even megapixels, were they? They were just pixels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the phones and the big thing I think they normally product place is the wristwatch as well. With yeah. Bond, isn't it? Whether it, be, it used to be an Amiga or whatever it may have been or a Rolex or whatever. Um, but that is the only real reliance on gadgets... As yeah, such, isn't there it? Because was no shooting cars or pens that killed people. No, or, briefcases with yeah. like throwing knives in them or anything like that, which was great because he basically relied on his wits and his brute strength yeah. throughout this because the fight sequence, going back to the one with the guy with the machete, which takes place down three flights of stairs... Christ, that made me wince at places. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen this a few times. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's just very well choreographed. Yeah. Um, and as you say, where they've stripped it back to almost the original books and that, and written when it was... Mm-hmm. Even the idea of gadgets at that time was very minimal. It was nothing that was evident in the, yeah. the Fleming books because yeah, he probably it, got a Swiss Army knife out yeah, with the little thing for getting stones out of horses' yeah. hooves. Killed his enemies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I like that because, and I can see why this appealed to people at the time because it's like this is Bond, but it's a Bond we've never seen before. Yeah. And it's not so much this squeaky clean charismatic guy it's it's someone that's a bit more silent yeah a bit more sort of moody and and just so much more action I think. yeah um we've forgotten there's there's another couple of characters there's there's the guy at the country club with the aston martin <laughs> yeah and and <laughs> yeah what, the one that he nearly shags the wife? He did shag the wife. Did he? Did yes. He, no, he got called away at the last minute. No, they're there in, in the room because she turns up on a horse on the beach, which is the, the most unbelievable part of this movie, is this she's riding this horse in the middle of a beach. Um, but then you look and you think, my God, that's an Aston Martin. They're, they're, you know, they're doing little homages in a way, in the same way that he invents the martini... Oh, yeah, one part vermouth, <laughs> three parts gin. And I'm like, how strong is this And drink? with a sliver... Of, and everybody around the table goes, that sounds nice, I'll have one of those. Yeah. I'll have one of those. And again, we haven't mentioned Felix Leiter is one of yes, the characters that yeah. does get back in the movie. The CIA, yeah. Um, which is great because, you know, you think, okay, this is great because it's familiar to us. He was killed off in... In the last one that we watched... No Time to Die, he comes back in No Time to Die. Yeah, but I thought he was killed off earlier in a, like, a Dalton one or 
Roger Moore one. Or is oh, he gets his legs bitten off in Licence to Kill by the shark. There you go, yeah. That's the, yeah, but then there's been three or four people, isn't there? Yeah, it again, it's Felix Leiter is probably their equivalent of James Bond. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> now he's black with legs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it is a reboot. Yeah. And I think all they've done is, is, is probably gone... You know what, Judy Dench was a pretty good M. Let's just keep her in and just reboot it with her there yeah. and, and forget about what, what went on before. Sort I of think thing. she worked brilliantly as that role. Yeah. I loved, films. I love her as M. She's great. It, it, and, and the relationship as the five movies go on between them two because yeah. it is almost like a mother figure. She's, she's taken a gamble giving him the double O license by the sound of it. Because what she say, you're a blunt instrument, doesn't she? And you know, yeah. And and you just need to be honed a bit, you know. And it is. He does start off as a blunt instrument, as a thug, you know. She sort of yeah, calls him a thug a at lot one of point. This, oh, your agent has just caused all this uh, hassle abroad. Because I mean, the very start of the film is, oh, I can't even remember where it was, but when he attacks that guy. Or the in the embassy, em- yeah. Is, is it Mauritius yeah. or somewhere like yeah, that? Yeah, somewhere so- very hot. Yeah. But yeah, and that is, oh, you've embarrassed us sort of thing. Yeah. You, you've killed someone on camera. Or- yeah, but I've still got some faith in you that, yeah. you know, because she's seen something there. Yeah, and when she goes to see someone higher up in politics. Yeah, the, the minister or whoever yeah. it is, it's uh, like Tim Pickett-Smith. You Pickett need Smith, to get yeah. control of your man. Yeah, thing, because yeah. it's an international incident, yeah. basically, yeah. Um, and I love that side of things because I don't think we ever got that in previous incarnations of Bond, you know, that it was that no. brutal... Or, you know, look at that bit in, in the embassy bit, you know, he's, he's shooting gas canisters and people are blowing up all over, and he's got the gun pointed to his head and it's, it's you know... Yeah, it, it, there's a darker side. There's yeah. Definitely that darker side to him. And that's before he goes through the loss he gets later in the film. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. We haven't even spoken about Vespa in, in this, who is a key throughout the whole of Daniel Craig's tenure and Bond, because he's still yeah. being mentioned towards you know towards the end in the yeah, last couple of movies. Still, yeah, as you say, mentioned about the... the love that he's lost yeah uh, but it's sort of that also motivational bit the bit mm. that kept him going and gave him yeah. that even darker side as as the films went on yeah um but there's almost like no stopping him nothing was too bad after no. that yeah i mean as we get towards the end of the casino sequence as such you know there's all these elements we gradually creeped in we've got the Aston Martin we've got the martini shaken not stirred does he, he doesn't, does he say shaken not stirred he, he doesn't say that he, I think he does at one point and then another point he says how would you like that and I said I, I don't care I know that's it yeah. that's 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 a brilliant bit because he says I don't care yeah <laughs> and, and he never says Bond James Bond God, do you know what? I haven't picked up on that. I've just realised that myself. He doesn't, does he? No. He introduces himself as James Bond. Yeah, because even when he was supposed to be undercover at the card game yeah. of some other guy, he said, no, nah, James Bond. James Bond. And I <laughs> yeah. think and that's deliberate. Yeah. That is deliberate to get that 
you know, we're expecting it. It's like, oh, that's really clever the way you've done that. We forgot to mention the sequence at the airport with the bomb. The bomb. The bomb. Yeah. The bomb. In the airport, the jumbo jet. Oh, gee. Oh, while he's on the blooming uh, petrol truck or yeah. whatever. And the bombs on the key ring and all this. Yeah. Shit. yeah. Oh, that's funny. At A great set second. Goes, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> oh <good>. shit. <laughs> But it's what they do so well is these set pieces of stunts, yeah. like you said, real stunts, no CGI. And, and it is the fact it's very Bond-esque for a fight sequence to be in something moving. That's not that, a car. Yeah, that's going towards some destiny of destruction. <laughs> destiny of destruction, nice. <laughs> like, obviously, the petrol tanker... They're fighting, they're punching each other, pushing each other and out of the car. And time's ticking down. And it's, it's getting like... closer and closer to this huge plane. Yeah. There's a new sort of... It was, oh, yeah. got to say. Yeah. Did you notice when Bond goes through the metal detector as he's going into the airport... Richard Branson. Richard Branson on the other side for about two frames. Product placement again. Yeah. That was the whole thing. Um, also cameoed, when they first meet Matty, Mattias or whatever he is... Yeah, who turns out to be a bit of a sidekick, you know, throughout mm, this. The French guy. Yeah. Yeah. In the background, when they arrest the police chief in the back of the... You know, in, yes. in, in the open-air yep, calf? Yep, yep. That's Michael Williams, the producer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you know, Broccoli's stepson or whatever it worked out. I can't remember how the, all this relationship works out. And he's cameoed a couple of times previously in, mm. in his own movie, basically, and that's him. Um, yeah, we get to the end of the the whole casino sequence, and we were talking about, you know, no CGI and real stunt men and all this lot. That bit where the car flips over. Yeah. I think they set a record. I think, most, is that right? Most barrel rolls in any movie, seven. Seven. I knew it was seven. and They used three different Aston Martins yeah. at 300 grand a pop. Jeez. And they, they weren't like replicas or anything no, like that. No. So that's a million gone. Yeah, and they had to put a... Uh, it didn't naturally roll. Was like it an explosive could, or something? A, to... Yeah, some kind of explosive behind the seat to, <laughs> to push it that way. And it's seven it's flips. Seven barrel rolls, yeah. And doesn't it land right side up as well? You could be right. I think that, it that might would, do. I can't remember. It. <laughs> you couldn't choreograph that. But brilliant again you know it's like wow when you watch it you don't realize you just think oh that's that's it but then when you realize it's seven yeah and it's a record-breaking flip yeah i mean i've watched rallying before yeah when they get out of control when they go yeah. through the forest yeah but yeah to, to actually put a stunt like that, it, that in a film yeah we can't talk about casino royale mate without talking about wicker chairs you're visibly I don't wincing. Know where this is leading? You're, you're, no, you're visibly wincing as soon as I mentioned this. This is in the book. This sequence is as described. Mm. Oh, oh, you know where we're going now. Yeah. Oh, you didn't. Re- <laughs> I thought you knew where I was going. But no. no, I didn't. I, I do now. Yeah. Naked in wicker chairs. Naked wicker mean. chairs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's going to sting a bit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the the best line of that was. Oh, knowing you're going to die having just scratched my, my balls. balls. Yeah. <laughs> to, to the left a bit. 
<laughs> but yeah, wincing isn't the word there, is it? It's just like. password which means your clients are gonna hunt you down and cut you into little pieces of meat while you're still breathing because if you kill me there'll be nowhere else to hide but you are so wrong because even after I slaughtered you and your little girlfriend your people would still welcome me with open arms because they need what I know Give me the password, and I would at least let her live. <laughs> Come on, do it soon enough, and she might even be in one piece. <laughs> you really aren't going to tell me, right? <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen as a Bond villain. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else where he <gasps> wasn't a villain. Oh, right, I know. He, he does a lot of comedy stuff as well. He's, he's, I love Mad Mikkelsen. He's absolutely... I, I think I've just seen him as villain. No, no, he's absolutely fantastic. In um, He was in the, um, the film that won the Oscar for the Best Foreign Movie last year because he's Danish, isn't he, I think? Mm. Um and he was brilliant. He plays a school teacher in uh, in Denmark. Um, the premise of the story is they found some research that if you keep your blood alcohol level below zero point five percent or something, it mm. makes you a lot sharper. And he's a school teacher, so basically he's talking to his group of like school teacher friends, saying. Let's try an experiment. Let's drink throughout the day while we're working. <laughs> it's a based on a true story, but we keep it down to this level that's recommended so that we just... And the results apparently were fantastic. Like, his confidence increased, his yeah. productivity increased, and all this. Like, I can't think what it's called. It was, uh, yeah. Drunk teachers. Drunk teachers, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's great. And, I mean, he was in... Did you ever see um, Hannibal, the TV series? Where he plays Hannibal Lecter. No, I saw one or two episodes, I think. Very good series. Very good series. Um, it was in one of the, the latest Star Wars, one new Star Wars ones, like Rogue One or whatever it was, I think, recently. I love him. I think I think he's great. He's one of my favourite actors at the moment, Mads Mikkelsen. Makes a great Bond villain. He, and does, yeah. And that little sort of scar put in the right place and the fact that he cries blood, blood. when he gets upset. Every Bond villain has got some little... Yeah. Quirk, haven't they? And he's, he's he cries blood, um, and it's it's just that thing that we said earlier that the bluff and the double bluff, where he touches the side of his face. Yeah. he knew he was being watched. Yeah, to give some kind of sign for a bluff. Yeah, 
That's very clever. Any double double bluffs or whatever it works out to be, yeah. And the movie sort of finishes on a... Sort of mentioned this in passing, didn't we, yesterday or the other day when yeah, we was on the, the phone? the movie mate. could finish in about three different points. There's, there's about four endings to yeah. this movie, isn't there? So, you know, we get the end of the casino, we get the end of the torture sequence. Yeah. Then we move on to Venice. Yeah. Which is, yeah, because the oh, Venice I'm bit is to after. Make sure that Venice is still in Casino Royale and not gone on yeah. to. Yeah, it is yeah. because Vesper's still alive. Yeah, because so the, the he's building... recovered. He's he's in the hospital, isn't he? Sitting in the wheelchair, looking yeah. a bit sorry for himself. Blah blah. They go to Venice. Yes, because the guy turns up with the suitcase yes. and he taps in the code, and yeah. the code is Vesper's name, the password. That's right, because they go on almost like a honeymoon type thing, didn't they? They're escaping. Yeah, they're playing it low. And yeah. Then, he figures out that she's actually double crossed and the money hasn't gone into the treasury's account it's gone M rings up are you yeah. actually going to be paying this money in blah blah yeah. blah and it turns out yeah so she's yeah. been and alright we said no CGI but there's a massive bit of CGI where the building oh, yeah. collapsed you couldn't do that any other way not, no. not intact you could probably film that and then paste it into that <laughs> if there was a hole between those buildings but, but leading up to it inside that building that's all practical effects with the water yeah. and the swinging about and all of that lot, you know and, that's, and the lift going yeah going under the water and yeah. him dro- obviously we're going to, to spoil this movie it's he's 16 years old her drowning Vespa drowning yeah one of the most realistic sort of depictions of somebody I'm assuming I mean I've never seen anybody drown but that where she's sucking in water, basically, yeah, and, and there's there is um, people say when you drown, there's there is actually a euphoric stage yeah. in that after you've gasped the last gasp, yep, and and then there's that bit in between that it almost shows because her eyes sort of really lit up for a yeah. second and then sort of just died off, yep, yeah, just collapsed basically, just fell. Which leads to the the final, final ending. Because <laughs> it is, really, isn't it? Yeah. There's lots of places where this could have like finished. Where he drives back to find Mr White. Yes, with a little bit of anger in him. And a massive gun. <laughs> Fucking this, cannon, wasn't This it? is no Walter PPK, this man is brandishing it. And, and this is what I like about it, this new Bond... Don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Whatever the consequences, and he's armed to the teeth, basically. He's, he's not quite Arnold Schwarzenegger as commando, but this gun is spectacular. That's what, and shoots him in the leg. He's there, brandishing this gun. The movie finishes. It's a, I'm not going to say it's a perfect ending to a movie, but it's like it leaves you wanting a bit more to find yeah. out where is this going to go now it's definitely if this wasn't a Bond movie and just a normal action movie yeah that would be a point where you say there's a sequel coming up to this if this was a Bond movie it'd have been sailing off in the sunset with Vespa yes yeah that's the thing it always ended up with the, the girl still being alive that's why this was a different sort of a different way for Bond to go, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so no, no other Bond film before has had so much storyline picked up from the previous Bond. Yep. They've all been pretty much separate entities. Yeah, you've got your M and your Qs, like yeah. rolling characters, 
but never really has a storyline crossed over. There's been a on. couple of references, say like when Diana Rigg died, when he married Diana Rigg in um, On the Majesty's Secret Service. There's one mm. bit where he, I think where Roger Moore visits her grave in for your eyes only at the beginning i think yeah. you know even though it's you know previously it was played by george lazenby or whatever but there's nothing like you said this is these five movies are a continuing story yeah so much so in the fact that when you start to watch quantum of solace it starts immediately after where cassette which is brilliant I, I, immediately I think after quantum of solace again starts like no other bond movie Middle of a car chase. Yeah, it is... I mean, most Bond movies start with some action, but it sort of eases into the action. The action finishes, you get the titles. And sometimes that action isn't even related to the movie yeah. that's coming up. Yeah. It's a separate yeah, mission it, it, or something, isn't it? Yeah. Or the end of a mission that you've yeah. not seen yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. But this was just like starting credits... Balls out straight into (laughs) what was remaining from the last one. (laughs) And it's just like... And the fact that I watched them, I literally finished one film, pressed... I didn't even do the credits, I just pressed next. (laughs) Went straight into it. And went straight into it. And it was seamless. It was... That's the way it's meant to be watched, I'm sure. Wow. So if you could edit them both together without that credit sequence and all that. Yeah, it was just... I didn't even have time, didn't make a cup of tea, get a drink or whatever. Yeah. I just went straight into it, hadn't forgotten anything. So it was just wow. a continuing story. It's like binge watching something. I was always very interested to meet you. I'd heard so much about you from Vespa. If she hadn't killed herself, we would have had you too. Are you going to tell us who you work for? The first thing you should know about us is that we have people everywhere. I thought I could trust you. You said you weren't motivated by revenge. I'm motivated by my duty. I think you're so blinded by inconsolable rage that you don't care who you hurt. When you can't tell your friends from your enemies, it's time to go. You don't have to worry about me. Restrict Bond's movements. Put a stop on his passports. Find Bond. How long have I got? 30 seconds. That doesn't give us a lot of time. So is it right you also watched this with headphones on, you told me? I, I put them on memory stick and plugged it into my Xbox so I could wear my Turtle Beach yeah. headphones, which are very, very good. Yeah. Should be for the money. Um, <laughs> turned it up full volume and these uh, proper awesome stereo, like 
in the car sequence, I'm thinking this car chase. I think they're seven point one headphones. Really? Wow. Yeah, they are shit (laughs) old. And and yeah, watching two Bond films with that kind of sound on without crucifying the neighbours. Yeah, (laughs) is is the way forward, mate? Is that what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'll I'll do that myself next time. I mean, I, I. actually took them off every now and again just lifted one up to make sure I wasn't making a noise yeah. <laughs> making sure it wasn't still yeah. coming out of the you, imagine if you had unplugged and you got yeah. still yeah oh my god it's a short of Bond movie it's the shortest Bond movie isn't it I think 145-ish mm. hour 45 but yeah. I think that can be excused because it is more action led with a story than story led with action, if you see what I mean. Okay. Because um, so, I'm trying to think the, of, of what major action sequences there were in Quantum of Solace, if you take Quantum of Solace as a separate movie. Um, definitely the hotel sequence at the end where that was exploding. Exactly, you've got the finale, yep. Um, do, 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 well, the start. Exactly, <laughs> with the car chase. Yeah. Oh, the plane. They're in the plane when the plane crashes in the Lame desert. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> little Bond villain. There's the link there. Um, yeah, yeah, I, but because it's only one forty-five, like yeah. you say, there's not that much room for extended action sequences. And as you, this is what I tried to say at the beginning of all this that this movie was was really slated. He was like, oh my God, Daniel Craig started off so well, now look, second movie, he's failed miserably. And, and do you know what I say? I would have been one of them at the time. I was yeah. like, didn't get it, didn't didn't remember the previous movie. Yeah. If I'd have watched the previous movie, then gone to the cinema to watch this. You'd have been all right with that. Yeah, I'd yeah. have loved it. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting the sense that you really, really had a great time last uh, week watching both of these. It's a great way of watching them, isn't it? Because I don't think people have sort I, of cottoned on to this. I didn't think I'd have the patience to sit there to watch both back to back. How'd you get on with it? But I struggled to get into Casino Royale the first 20, 30 minutes. Really? Even yeah, like with the I, Parker sequence at the beginning yeah, and all I, of that? I, I just wasn't really feeling it. But yeah. then I sort of settled down and... Once the first one had finished, I couldn't wait to go straight into right. the next one. Yeah. The, the weak point in the second one, for me, is the villain himself. Mm. You know, all right, he's, he's trying to... He works for Quantum, right? Because, you know, as we know, this is probably where this was going to go with the story. Like Spectre wasn't a thing. Mm. And it's like, OK, he's controlling water... And it's like, okay, and he's got a bit of a lair, which is a hotel. It's not like some underground lair in a volcano or whatever. Yeah. Olga Kurilenko is absolutely gorgeous and absolutely fantastic as a Bond girl in this. One of my favourite Bond girls. Is this the lady that he with, was supposed to assassinate at the start? The one with a big scar down the back. Yes, that, the yeah. burn scar, yeah. Yeah, and this is the thing as well. If you notice, Bond is not having these random flings with random women no there's only one bongo in this movie I don't think there's anybody else that really appears normally you get a bongo that turns up at the beginning and dies halfway through yeah 
and then you get Cover, the other one that goes all the way through. Mind you, she was covered in oil, one of them, wasn't she? Ah, that was it, Strawberry Fields. Yes. Strawberry Fields, yes. there you go. She so it does forever. follow the sequence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it does follow the sequence yeah. that there is a Bond girl that dies part way through. Mm. Yes, it does. Okay. But he's not having these random flings. No, he's not as womanising as... Yeah. I mean, he has the little fling. Well, he has the fling at the casino and she ends up dead. The thingy's wife. Did she die? Yeah, did she die? I can't remember if she died or not. Sure she did. Let's just say she The lady on the horse? Yeah. Yeah, she ends up. Dead. Okay. Well, okay. We, Absolutely we, sure. We, we've killed her off. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I can't remember. I only watched it a week ago, and I've seen it about seven, eight times, or whatever. I've watched it Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I can see as a standalone movie, people were quite upset with Quantum yeah, of Solace. Yeah. In hindsight, that they should have really either brought the two movies out very close together. Yeah. Like, film them both at the same time, like they do nowadays with some sequels. Yeah. They'll film two films together, yep. edit them, stick one out, and then six months later put the other one out. May have been the case that they didn't know where this was going to go. I think it's a different director as well. Oh, was it? I, I think so. And and I remember as well, watching it the first time, that sequence in the opera, I thought was, the first time I watched it, I thought it was really dull. Oh, the outside opera. Oh, yeah, and they're all there with the headphones and they're um, negotiating the money and all this yeah. lot. I and thought I, I thought it was a clever idea yeah. that that's a good way to do business yeah. when you're all somewhere public. With yeah, and then Bond's listening and in. And, yes. and, and, yeah. and I remember the first time I watched it, I thought, oh, this is, this is dragging on. But as I've watched this movie more and more times, I'm thinking, this is a really good plot twist. Well, not plot twist, but a plot development and the way mm. things are going. Like you said, a great tool for like yeah putting the story forward dodgy businesses have probably copied that and go i don't know that's a clever idea why don't we meet like that we, so we, we've not seen together we, but they're in the yeah, same room we hide in the open air basically yeah. that's what they're doing you know um so that was great you know and, the, and then we get the big plane sequence uh the crashes in the desert and you know, I can imagine people think, "Well, okay, we've had a, we've had one plane crash. We've had there's a bit of a boat chase as well, isn't there? At one point, yes, I, I did sort of when that was happening. I'm like, mm, I've seen something like this before, because uh, that was live and let die, was it? Well, that's yeah, through the swamps chase, and all yeah. that lot. Yeah, there's yeah, and yeah, it's. I think it works, and as you said, you have to watch them both together. I am so much more impressed with the two films as a whole yeah than i've ever thought of either of them i loved casino royale when it first came out i thought daniel craig made a good first impression as yeah um and i say unfortunately i couldn't remember it by the time i saw the second one <laughs> but yeah seeing them as they were meant to be yep it's a fantastic four hours of British cinematography. It, and again, go, touching on the scene, cinematography, mm. the, the scenes in Italy, both at the end of Casino Royale and the start of Quantum Oh, of Solace, yeah. Some 
beautiful, beautiful scenery there. They've always done that, though, haven't they? They've always found locations. And, and there some, was some in Eastern Europe, I'm sure of it as well. Yeah. That looked... Yeah, and it's always been like, okay, sometimes it's quite familiar, you know, the, 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 the pyramids, but then sometimes it's like, wow, that's like Croatia or somewhere like yeah, these later I mean, ones you, or whatever. It's such like, green in the trees, such blue in the water, and, and vivid colours in the buildings as well, because there was some quite colourful buildings. Bearing in mind, since you first watched this, you've got a bigger telly, you've watched the Blu-ray version of it, you've got the headphones on, Yeah, you've had the best experience yeah, of it. basically you, a cinema, cinema experience. Almost there, yeah. 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 I mean... For example, sit close enough to the TV. It's you're like you're fine, isn't it? Just <laughs> throw a bit of popcorn on the floor. You know, we, the IMAX when we went and saw No Time to Die Jeez. at the IMAX, and the seats were vibrating with the fucking noise. Yeah, and that was fucking awesome, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it was a whole different experience of yeah. how to watch a film. Yeah, can we make a sort of pack then that let's do the next three very quickly. Yes. Are you quite happy to yeah, do that? I, that? I think so. That, you know, even if it's just me and you getting together on a Saturday night like we're sitting here now, because I don't want to lose, like you said, the momentum yeah, of you, watching... Yeah, you start a, to forget how the story yeah. was and you, you lose bits of it. And, and I think, especially with these two, it's very important that you remembered exactly. what had happened in the previous Yeah. to carry it on. It was like a binge-watching a TV show. yeah. Where you're used to watching it once a week, sometimes mm. you forget the previous plot. Of course you do, yeah, yeah. Which is why most of them say, previously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need that. Yeah. yeah, you need that once an hour on a Bond film. So you... <laughs> but I like the idea that perhaps, obviously, unfortunately, Charlie's missed out on this one. So perhaps me and you, every sort of like couple of weeks or so, we'll get together and we'll do the next five so we haven't lost that in our brain because we're getting old you know <laughs> I'd, I'd love to argue with you but you can't I can't <laughs> excellent so let's do the whole Daniel Craig yeah yeah, yeah? I'd, I'd like that but I say <coughs> they are quite long films so you wouldn't want to do you wouldn't want to do like Skyfall and Spectre together no, I'm no, just talking one movie. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah we only, only put these two together because yeah. of the way they work. Yeah, definitely. And I recommend that to anybody listening, that that's how you watch these movies now. You have to do one and two together. You have to. I, I do think if you're going to introduce someone to Daniel Craig as Bond, yeah. you have to say watch both. Because they'll, they'll just lose that momentum they will just be yeah. like oh hang on that, that, number two was shit I'm not going to watch any more they'd watch the first one and go yeah that's right yeah. if they waited even a couple of months to the next one I don't think that, that'd be it they'd kill it for them yeah yeah Absol- oh so that's the plan then absolutely have you got anything else you want to add mate because you were looking up some trivia and bits as well weren't you <laughs> yeah. there's loads of trivia on this but mm. so the airport scene yeah was filmed at three different airports in three different countries. No, shut up. <laughs> Which sounds ludicrous. So he goes to the airport in Miami. Yeah. Um, but it's filmed in Dunsford Park Aerodrome in Surrey. Oh, I suppose they need an abandoned sort of like, yeah. Nassau International Airport, airport in Nassau, Bahamas. Yeah. And Ruzini International Airport in Prague. Wow, so, Okay. Yeah, how they make three airports look like one. Well, no, because they fly out from one. Yeah. 
he flew out from Nassau to Miami. Yeah. And I suppose the bits where the cars and all the vehicles are going has to be the the abandoned or, you know, the one in Britain that's yeah. not yeah. used. They probably just planted some palm trees or probably, something. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And then for the end sequence where the truck goes into the plane itself or blows up or whatever must have been I don't know yeah that's mm. th- th- yeah three different airports yeah obviously we touched on the barrel rolling and, yeah which uh, is a, a record as you said yeah, yeah yeah Vespa Lind was supposed to be in her underwear in the shower scene where she broke down she's fully dressed she's isn't fully she and dressed. he sits down fully dressed and takes off the bow tie doesn't apparently he? Daniel Craig had it changed for her to be fully clothed because he didn't think she'd naturally take the time to get undressed yeah. whilst in that emotional state, which is a really good point. It makes that a stronger... Yeah, because if you're mentally fucked by what you've seen Just and what's witnessed, going on, yeah. you wouldn't go, do you know what? I'm going to go and sit in that shower and cry, but first off, I'm going to get undressed. Yeah, and it makes that bond between them. Sorry for the pun. Bond, really? Yeah, sorry for the pun. But it does make that bond more believable yeah. because of what they've both just gone through. Daniel Craig officially tur- uh, initially turned down the role of Bond. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, turned it down because he felt that the franchise had become stagnant and stuck in its ways. Well, that's what everybody thought. That was my thought on it. Only yeah. changing his mind after reading the script. Yeah. Which, I don't blame him. Yep, absolutely. Um, Henry Cavill, Cavill was second place in the running for Bond. But Who's de- Superman? Yeah. yeah, but was deemed too young because I think it was. I was going to say how old was yeah. Hugh Jackman turned down the part because he was committed to X Men filming. Wolverine, yeah. Um, also, who was the other one? Carl Urban. Carl the, Urban. The ma- oh, Dread. Yeah. The, or the main character in The Boys, if you've seen The Boys. Oh no, I haven't. Yeah, I know the one you mean. Yeah, but. Um, other people looked at were Christian Bale, Orlando Bloom, Jared Butler, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Dominic West was way wow. up on the list. Wow. Sam Worthington. Wow. All people that have sort of peaked and yeah. slid off a wee bit now. Yeah. yeah. But always with any bond. I mean, before Daniel Craig's even done his last film... There's, oh, is it going to be Idris Elba? Is yeah. it going to be Tom Holland or Tom Hardy or uh, whoever? All, uh, yeah, the, all the same names that have been... Yeah. Um, yeah, we've heard the Hiddleston, last two, three years. Hiddleston, that's the yeah. other one. The other Tom, yeah, that's the other one I was trying to think of. Um, but again, I'd like it to be someone like Daniel Craig. Slightly unknown. I'd, yeah, that yeah. I haven't really heard of. I might have seen any odd thing here and yeah. there, but... Yeah, I like that idea. And I don't care if they're black, white, yellow. It doesn't matter. No. Uh, as long as they're a good actor and they suit the part. I don't want some weedy, five-foot, skinny guy doing it. <laughs> the same as I don't want someone built like The Rock doing it. Exactly. will not work. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Schwarzenegger did True Lies, which was his version of a Bond movie. Yeah. And that was brilliant. That yeah, perfectly yeah. suited Cheesy and that corny yeah, as hell. perfectly suited that style of movie from James Cameron. Um, we've had Bond for sixty years now, for God's sake. Let's let's not break. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
Is that, was it, yeah. is that the same? Have I got that right? Don't fix it, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what you go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to suggest we take a wee break because I need to have a wee. A wee break. A wee definitely. break. A wee break. We'll be back in a minute, mate, with... You've got something lined up for us, I hope, yeah? Definitely. Okay, see you in a minute. The Americans are going to be none too pleased about this. I promised them the chief and they got the chief. They got his body. If they'd wanted his soul, they should have made a deal with a priest. Has he said anything? No. I'm going to check the perimeter, Mum. You look like hell. When's the last time you slept? Vesper's boyfriend, Yusuf Kabira, the one who was abducted in Morocco, the one she was trying to save. His body was washed up on a beach in Ibiza. We're meant to believe the fish did that to his face. His wallet and ID were in his pocket. Well, that's convenient. Quite. Which is why I did a DNA check on a lock of his hair found in Vesper's apartment. It's not him. A lock of his hair? I wouldn't have thought Vesper the sentimental type. We never really know anyone, do we? But I do need to know, Bond. I need to know that I can trust you. And you don't? Well, it'd be a pretty cold bastard who didn't want revenge for the death of someone he loved. You don't have to worry about me. I'm not going to go chasing him. He's not important. And neither was she. And now... Preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Right during the uh, <laughs> the piss break, because <laughs> we're two old men. Two old men. We yeah. We, we've come up with a plan. Yeah, it's you, a good one. Well, yeah, I think it is. I, uh, <laughs> we're breaking a, a fundamental stinking pause rule here. We've done it only once before or twice before. We've had amnesties, haven't we? Yeah. And Joker was the last time that we reviewed. Anything. A fairly recent movie. Yeah. It don't get much more recent than this. Let's give it a go. Let's yeah. give it a go. Go on, what, what are we going to do? We've decided to watch West Side Story. <laughs> the Spielberg West Side Story. Yes, not the original, which we've all seen <laughs> yeah. many times. Um, neither of us have seen it. Obviously not, no, no, no. Um, so we have decided that we're going to watch it for the first time together in a couple of weeks' time. Naked. Naked. <laughs> with, with baby oil. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't get that image from my head. Um, and then turn on to record straight after. Immediately after. So it's going to be an instant reaction. Yeah. No prep. Yeah, we've only done this twice before. We did it with Home Alone, didn't we? I and think we watched Rocky it. and Rocky because they were big. Uh, Rocky was a hundred fiftieth movie or something we'd watched, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. This could go spectacularly wrong, or oh, it could be a very short podcast. Yeah, <laughs> even to the point where Paul has just said to me off air halfway through, if it's shit, we'll just turn the mics on and talk over the second half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
describing to the listener how shit it is. <laughs> I, I've I had good things, so I don't think we were in for a bad experience. I, I just can't wrap my head around Spielberg directing a musical. Where it Boy. doesn't compute. <laughs> yeah, but then again... Yeah, I, I mean, I just, he doesn't do any crap movies. No. But it's just such a weird one for him to do. I don't know. I mean, he's at that point in his career where he can do whatever he fucking... Well, he could have done whatever he fucking wanted years ago, to be honest. Um, I can't see it being bad. It's not going to be a traditional Spielberg movie. No. But it's, I'm hoping... No aliens or special effects. No, or dysfunctional families or... Um, meteorites go. I wonder if there is. You never know. I bet he squeezes in a fucking meteorite going across the screen. ET in the background. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see what he's done with it and how different it's going to be, because obviously he's a bit constrained by the the story and the songs. You know, it's it's it's, yeah, it's a it's film based on a play, based on a musical play. Ninety percent. So. He's got to keep to the original. And it's just got to be. A lot of it will be the cinema. Mm-hmm. and how different that can be. Yeah, because the basis of it is, is, is the same. Yeah. So what spin is he going to put on it? How's he going to... And, and I haven't heard a bad review. Mm. Well, it'll be interesting to find out. I'll tell you what we'll try and do then. We're recording this on the 12th of March. We are. Oscars are the 28th, I think. Shall we try and watch it before to see... Oh, yes, because that's... Uh, How about yeah. the Saturday before the Oscars? I, I can go for that. No can do. Hey! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and then we can see, like, we can then sort of safely say if we think it's going to win or not. And see how wrong we are. Yes, <laughs> and then we can do two edits. <laughs> and Scott can put the correct one out. Exactly. <laughs> I like that idea. It's, it, I like it when we mix things up a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's time for a change every now and again. Isn't of course, there? there is, mate. Yeah, but nothing's cast in stone in this show. That's been great today, mate. I've enjoyed that. It's been a pleasure. I'll see you next time. Cheers, see buddy. You later. The management of this theater suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending. Astrid Arms, that infernal jamboree is worse than two cats on a fence. You dudes get lost now, you hear? Good night, ladies. Good night, sir. When you fail down, try positive thinking. That's what I told the man said, don't wear a frown, try positive thinking, laugh at your troubles instead. You've got to look on the bright side, on hope so much depends, with your confidence sinking, positive thinking helps you on the way, my friend. When things look black, try positive thinking. Treat every season as spring, no glancing back. Try positive thinking, trust what tomorrow may bring. This crazy world that we live in will keep on spinning round. 
But with good, strong, positive thinking, we'll get together and life won't let us down. Shut up, you ugly bitch. Oh, shut up. We enjoy it.